desperation. I mean, honestly, who isn't a little bit desperate these days? Raise your hands. Like, raise your hands. I will look near and far. Honestly, grab my telescope. I don't see any of y'all. I don't see any. Like, if it's not for one thing, it is for the other. It is dire times. And I just feel like in one way or the other, all of us, that is the one unifier, isn't it? And I feel like we are all feeling a little bit desperate or a lot of it in some of our cases, desperate these days, honestly. And something I obviously explore on this show a lot is desperation when it comes to being in Hollywood, being a star, social media, being shameless, putting yourself out there, like doing what you have to do to get to the top, right? And like where to draw a line. So there's a new movie coming out. It's called Torn Hearts. It's a really kind of kitschy, fun um, horror movie. And I had the pleasure today, just now of sitting down with its star, Alexis Lemire. So you guys have to check this out. We, the interview is 20 minutes and then a little bit of analysis and thoughts after the fact, because these junkets are always in such a short amount of time. Like this shit ain't Joe Rogan as much as I wish it would, you know, it would be, but also like who has the time for that. Right. So we get to it here, but Junkets don't always allow you all that time. So there's so many things like during the interview going on in my head or that I want to ask or that I don't have time to ask. So lucky for you, I have my handy dandy notes. I'm going to play you the interview where we talk about so many cool themes and, you know, stuff I talk to you about solo on the show, but that need to be discussed, you know, like is toxic masculinity a real thing? Is toxic femininity a real thing? You know, these themes of like women, you know, taking their power again. And like, when does it go too far into male bashing? And we also get into the ideas of like, again, the shamelessness of IG and the lengths people with a passion will go and what it all looks like and the anxieties. Like we, if you're also in entertainment and media, (laughs) you probably know this, like the anxieties we deal with. Um, Yes, we all just hate ourselves, I think. So it's really fun. She was totally game up for anything, um, was super thoughtful and uh, eloquent. I'm excited for you guys to watch it. Um, So stay tuned now and we're going to hop right into this and then be sure to stay tuned after the interview. And I'm going to get into a little bit, just you and me. Mm. And for now, everybody, me, Alexis Lemire, Torn Hearts interview, roll the tape. So in today's news, bitches be real crazy. Bitches be really doing the absolute most to get what they want and to succeed. But this is nothing we didn't know already. So with that said, let's welcome this little sweetheart to the cancel me baby chat today. This is Alexis Lemire. She is in the new movie, Torn Hearts. And Torn Hearts explores this theme to the nth degree. You may also recognize this gorgeous face from Netflix's The Half of It. So Alexis, bitch is, (laughs) I I don't even know what to say. I just watched this movie yesterday and I mean, am I wrong? Like they, they're, they go real crazy. You know, you gotta do what it takes sometimes, right? We are going to talk all about that today, but just starting off, Mm -hmm. I want to hear your takeaway from this movie because, and this is the beauty of art, right? We can all interpret it in different ways, but I had a junket earlier this week and it's a similar story about the lengths an up and comer will go in the entertainment business. Yeah. Um, I 
actually, I didn't even tell anyone listening what your movie is about. So basically you and you're in a duet in Nashville, the heart of country music. You girls are trying your most to make it and to break through and to be famous and to be a star. And you meet your, you know, hero, which they say, don't meet your hero. And then it goes south and sideways. So with that said, your takeaway. Yeah. Um, you know, I will say it's one of those things where it's, it's hard when you're trying to live out your dream and it's feeling like whatever outlet you're trying to use to get to that point is not working. It's kind of like you get desperate at some point, you know, and, um, for my character Lee in, in the movie, it's, it's interesting because, you know, she's kind of tentative at first to go meet her hero and kind of like see this play out, but you really see her kind of just really meet her hero, but not be let down at all. Even though like all this crazy stuff happens that in real life, probably someone would say, I'm going to get out of here because this just is not looking too hot for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you really see her move forward and, and struggle with the idea of, well, this is, this is my shot and I'm not going to get another shot like this. So all the boundaries that one would normally have kind of go out the window. Here's the thing though, isn't it so telling of our time? Because now I talk about this on my show all the time, like how shameless everybody is on social media, no matter what you're trying to pursue. And I feel like now everybody's shot is being put on display mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? It's so it's- Everything's so out there now, you know, every little thing you do is out on social media, hundred percent. What is that said? Cause we have all gone those lengths, like myself included. What is, you know, one of the most outlandish things that you've done to, you know, shoot your shot? I wouldn't say I would, you know, I have done anything that I would, you know, go out of like my moralistic values right. to do, but I will say like, I will stress myself the F out. I, I swear I have like given myself so much anxiety, um, just for, you know, just sometimes I'll get kind of like bombarded with like a bunch of auditions. And instead of just chilling out and just letting myself be like, okay, let's just take this one at a time. I'm a panicker. I will panic. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I, I stress the F out. And I will say like, That is something I've like really tried to work on um, is just, you know, giving myself a break sometimes because I think, you know, when you feel all this pressure to kind of, you know, get things done and and do your best and book, which is, you know, it's really hard. It's a 1% industry. Um, You know, it's really easy to crumble in on yourself. And I will say for me, that's been like the hardest thing to like work on and overcome. I feel like people don't talk about that enough. I, one time I interviewed and I covered this panel and I don't know if they're still dating, but Leo DiCaprio's girlfriend at the time, Camila Marone, I think it's her name. She's gorgeous, super talented. Yeah. And she told this story, like speaking to what you're saying of like, just the anxiety 
of how she got on. And meanwhile, she's this gorgeous <laughs> supermodel dating Leo. And she got on her first movie set. And on the first scene, she passed out when they were trying to take the, trying to do the take. And I talked to her and her mom after. And I was like, that is so refreshing because number one, we would never think coming from you. Mm. And it's true though. It's like all the anxieties. I feel like people don't talk about that in this business, you know? Yeah, it can be a lot of pressure. And it's not even necessarily pressure that other people put on you. I think it's a lot of pressure for yourself, even even for people who have made it. I think, you know, this is an industry also where even when you're someone who's won an Oscar, there's always more to be done. There's always more work to be done. And I think Emma Stone said it best when she won an Oscar. And she said, you know, there's just always more work to do. There's always more growth. And so I think it is really easy to be so hard on yourself because even when you get to that top level, it's like, okay, well, what's next? And what can I do to push myself to be even better and go the distance and, and put out the work that I know I'm capable of? Um, it's hard. And that's, that's been my thing. I, I don't necessarily feel pressure from anyone else in my life. It's me putting it on myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I am the exact same way. I'm my own worst critic. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's almost like, what's the lesser of the two evils? Because when you're trying, when you're up and coming, like to your point, you'll do anything. I mean, even now my listeners know, like I have a side gig that I do not want to be doing. Meanwhile, I've walked every red carpet. It's like in this business, you just never know, you know, it's so up and down, but then you're talking about the Emma stones and then there's that end of it. So it's like, right. you know, are we just a bunch of, you know, <laughs> Like, what are we doing to ourselves in this business in the end? Like, is there any winning? Um, so here's what's interesting. So like I said, the last interview I did, funny enough, similar story, but a mm -hmm. different kind of dark. Mm -hmm. um, this movie that I did, The Junket for earlier this week, uh, it's called Pleasure. I don't know if you've heard of it. So it's about an up and coming um, porn star in the LA scene. And a similar thing, she wants to be like the next big porn star. Right. Um, so that's why I was saying earlier, like our interpretations of the, of the theme, like, yeah. you know, we're necessarily eye to eye, but that's cool. Like that's art. Right. Um, but something I noticed that was a similarity in this film that that explores as well is this idea of up and coming women in entertainment mm -hmm. navigating in like having to go the true lengths and navigating in what was or is a man's world, so to speak. Yeah. So I want your thoughts on that. I think it's hard. I think um, as women, sometimes that uh, you feel this pressure to be specifically like overly nice so that, you know, you don't get labeled as like a bitch or a diva where I feel like in a lot of the men's cases, if they want to kind of act this certain way and have this stature about them, that's quite similar. They're a boss, you know, and it's really kind of not even cute for both, you know? So, um, I feel like specifically me at the beginning, when I first started off in this industry, I was very kind of like meek. I didn't want to say too much because I just didn't want to, you know, have this stigma. Um, but actually specifically working with somebody like Katie Seagal, you know, she really kind of opened up the world in a sense to me, because I feel like there was even actually, I was, um, when we were on set, you know, we had to wear masks and we had like these, um, 
the masks that kind of had like the glasses on it and they were hurting like right here. And she had this cool one that kind of went around the neck and it was like a shield. And I was like, oh, like, where'd you get that? And she's like, oh, you know, you know, they gave it to me, you know, the set gave it to me. And I was like, oh, like, cool. She was like, yeah, you should ask for one. And I was like, oh no, like, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Like, don't even worry about it. She's like, no, ask for what you want. Yeah. And I was like, you are such a badass. <laughs> and it's so cool just seeing, you know, women like her who have really like paved the way and have just become like these real badasses that are, you know, trailblazers. It's little stuff like that, right? It's like the littlest things. And I, cause I even noticed in this film, like they'll have lines. I think actually Katie may have said it, but it was like, you know, in this industry, like they don't know what to do with a, you know, a woman over 35 or like, even when you two in the beginning, you play your first gig and they're talking about like, oh, you can open for this huge, like the, you know, one of the most countries famous like guy acts, but he's all right. right, But he's all about, you know, the look. And if you have the right image, right? right. So going off of that, what, cause I feel like there's a fine line. Like I also do on this show, like I'll acknowledge everything totally that you just said, mm-hmm. but I also feel like guys get the brunt of a lot these days because like the tide is turning and it's almost like making up yeah. for lost time. So yeah. I feel like there's such a fine line of like making, making a, a you know, the point at point and also like male bashing, which this right. movie doesn't do, but I no. wanted your, um, your take on that as well. You know, that line. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fine line, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. It's kind of like things are kind of shifting and it is a big shift. I think it's really just about, you know, for me specifically, I just try my best to just stay as true to myself as possible. And I think, you know, treating everybody with the same kindness and respect, I think gets you really far. And I think if everyone kind of had that that sort of mentality, you know, going into whatever industry you're doing, I think it would make things a lot easier, you know, just treating people with the respect that you would hope to be treated with. Absolutely. And I love that idea of kind of leveling the the playing field. And I, I, yes. And I talk about that on my show all the time. It's like in certain things, it's a man, woman thing, but at the end of the day, it's like, can't you just be a good effing person? Right. Like, And even the idea too, like I wanted your take on this, even the idea, like I often poke fun at the term, like toxic masculinity. I heard something the other day and someone made a good point. They're like, basically it's just like when someone's not a good dude, it's like small dick energy. Right. And I feel like to your point about equivalent, like there is female equivalent of that. If maybe you're just like not a good person, you know what I mean? Um, with that said, because you know, again, like shit goes down in this film and it's raw mm-hmm. and it's awesome. Like, is there, you know, maybe not toxic femininity, but like a side that is brought to the light in this, that we wouldn't normally see. That's kind of like a raw part of like womanhood that just like comes the F out, you know, cause it all comes out yeah. in this movie. It does. It does. Um, I think what's, I mean, I really think at the end of the day, the, the, base root of all should just really be to be a good person. I really think that's kind of just the baseline that everyone should kind of go off of. But I will say, you know, with this film, I, the problem is I think Lee and Jordan kind of already had these deep rooted issues that kind of, we kept 
you know, sweeping under the rug. I think there was always kind of this um, resentment towards each other for certain things. You know, for her, it was kind of like she felt that she was doing the brunt of the work. And also I felt resentful because I feel like she wasn't being considerate of all the things that I was doing as far as kind of like being the person to, you know, be the face of, of the duo and who, you know, goes and, and, and talks to like all these, you know, promoters and, you know, gets us gigs and stuff like that. And I, I think um, that was already kind of layered in there before we had even kind of gone into the house. And I think we just were kind of forced to face it. And it was probably not in the best way. <laughs> you know, I think it definitely kind of brought it out, but not in a way that was actually helpful to either of us. Um, but, you know, I will say for me, I've just really learned specifically with women is like, you know, we just really need to be, be there for each other. You know, I feel like we've always been pitted against each other and, there's no need for it. Like I, there's no need for me to feel like when one woman is doing well, that, that makes me feel like I'm doing any less, you know? You know, that's a really good point because to what we were saying earlier about seeing everybody's like grind on mm -hmm. display, yeah. that's something huge because, you know, man, woman or not, but I feel like as women, we have this tendency, like, you know, they say comparison is the thief of joy. And I don't know about you, but how many times are you like, oh, I'm crushing it at work, this, that. And then like you go on Instagram and you see someone crushing it and suddenly you feel like shit. And it's that idea. It's like one person or women's success. You know, that's something I have to tell myself all the time. It's like, that doesn't take away from your success. If anything, it should motivate you. Like there's enough to go around. And when yeah. you're in the nitty gritty, it's really hard to hold on to that, you know? It can be. I think the main thing that I just really have to kind of remind myself um, is, you know, A, not everyone is has the same timeline. You know, we're all yes. on our different timelines. We all have our different journeys and things aren't going to happen the same way that they happen for other people. And yes. there's a reason for that. I might not be really fully aware of why that is, but it just is. Um, and I think another thing to kind of recognize is, especially when you're talking about being on social media, a lot of people aren't really showing the downside of what they're going through. I mean, you know, you see everybody just having a good time and showing all their successes, but you don't see a lot of what's going on behind closed doors. And I have to remind myself that in a way I do that too. You know, it's so easy to show yeah, off your successes and what you're doing, but I don't show the anxieties that I have behind closed doors. I don't show the days where I'm at my lowest and I'm crying and I don't want to get out of bed because I just, all I want to do is work and, you know, put out my best work and, and, you know, do all these things. And those are really hard days, but I don't show those and people don't see. So when they see my profile, they're like, wow, she's killing it. She's doing this and she's doing that. And lo and behold, I'm having a really bad day with anxiety, you know? Amen to that. <laughs> I mean, it's the little, it's almost like when you talk about Katie being like, just ask for, just ask for even the littlest thing. It's like putting a filter, like the yeah. littlest thing, right. Makes such mm -hmm. a difference. But I relate so much, even like recently, right. I had the founder of Barstool, Dave Portnoy on my show. Everyone was like, Oh my God, what they didn't know is I, I literally didn't get one wink of sleep the night before I was yeah. like my anxiety. Right. I never said it even like now, like I mentioned my side gig, like I haven't even, you know, gotten the balls to tell them what it is. Not that it's anything like I'm not selling pictures of my feet on the internet, but <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So yeah, it, it's, it's so true. 
Right. Um, bad days. And I think it's also important to sometimes know when it's okay to take a step back from social media specifically too, when you do feel like it is really kind of affecting your mental health to say, you know what, it's okay. Let me delete this app for like a week take a second, say my mantras, you know, do, do whatever, you know, emotional, um, you know, consoling that your, your body or your soul needs for like yeah. a week and just like take a break. It's okay. Nobody's going to be upset with you. You know, again, it's just like this self-pressure that I feel like so many people put on themselves mm-hmm. to show out for what? For what? For what? Okay. This, I want to ask you going off that it may not be the popular opinion, but mm-hmm. I talk about on my show as well, the idea, cause in this movie you meet, it's kind of a twist on like, don't meet your heroes. Right. Yeah. And I've certainly, you know, met celebrities and A-listers are like, that shit rings true. Yeah. But you know, now with social media and the walls being torn down, not going to lie. Sometimes it's a little, like when we see all these A-listers and stars who have everything, mm-hmm. um, it's becoming a little too accessible, right? It's like, I feel like that allure of like the mystery and the larger than life of Hollywood is, is taken away. And now it's like too far. I see these A-listers who have everything. I'm not going to name names. And they're like, Oh, it's like, we get it. They're showing their extravagant parties. I'm like, I, we get it. You know? Mm-hmm. So what's your take on that? As someone who's in the business, it's like, can the genie put, be put back in the bottle? Like, is it too much tearing down, you know, the wall between them and us, so to speak? Um, honestly, I would have to say I kind of prefer it that way. I think a lot of times, you know, a lot of pressure and a lot of, you know, there's just this this feeling that you these people are not human beings. And I think that's something that I love to ring true and remind people is that though they are celebrities and, you know, they are larger than life and maybe their life is a little different than ours. Again, they still have struggles that they're not showing. Um, and I think like, it also takes off a little bit of pressure, at least for the celebrities in the sense of, they're also not held to the standard of always having to keep everything kind of like bottled in and having this picture perfect, you know, picturesque life. They're allowed to be a little bit more human. Um, so I kind of like that aspect of it. Um, Mm -hmm. and it makes, you know, the fans feel a little closer, you know, and I think they almost, you know, just resonate a little bit more, which in turn, makes them even bigger of a fan, which is totally. kind of cool. Yeah. I feel like there's a line, like the pandemic changed a lot of that. That's like a whole other ball of wax about like how much mm-hmm. and what is shown, but I only have time for one more question. So I want to ask quickly, Okay, you guys get in a, it's like I talked about earlier, kind of like an animalistic side, right? Almost huh. like a fight scene. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this, I'm tying the two together, but mm-hmm. Hillary Duff did this bomb nude spread in women's health magazine. She talked, it is yeah. fire. Oh my God, it's fire. And she talks about how like the most scary and vulnerable place to go. I mean, I've been there. I've been in Playboy. My junket earlier, we were talking about her very vulnerable scene are the Mm -hmm. most rewarding. So I wanted to ask you whether it be this fight scene, like, was there a moment where going there and going into a place that's the scariest was the most rewarding for you? Yeah, I think interestingly enough, one of the hardest scenes that kind of like I actually kind of got really vulnerable and emotional and while shooting it, it was kind of like 
hard for it to stop um, was actually when we were singing, um, all three of us. And, um, you know, you see me kind of have this moment um, and I really struggled to stop crying after that, which is really wow. interesting. And I think it was really like kind of tapping into that idea of loss and, you know, having that moment with somebody who has lost somebody so significant in their life, though, the way that it did happen was, you know, I, I wasn't aware of it. So I'm just, you know, I was tapping into that, that feeling of loss. Um, and it was very, very vulnerable and very emotional for me, but it was kind of cool because I really felt myself, um, tap into this openness that I didn't really even know that I had inside of me. Like it, I, I really struggled to stop crying after that because I, tapped into it so much mm -hmm. that once it was like a faucet, once yeah. it was on, I couldn't turn it off. Um, so that was really cool. And, you know, having two badass women actors beside me, drawing that out of me was like such an ethereal experience. Oh, girl, I have chills. <laughs> I've so been there. Listen, I appreciate you taking the time being game for all my questions and let's get you back soon. Cool beans. That sounds great. It was, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Likewise. Good luck with Torn Hearts. Thank you. Bye. Thank you Bye. guys. Thanks everybody. Thank you. So yeehaw, everybody. That was it. Alexis and I, that was a fun combo, right? I had a really good time talking to her and I really loved how she, I loved how we ended it on that note because I know exactly what she's talking about when she really taps into that vulnerable space and the fact that she couldn't stop crying. I don't know about you. I've experienced that a few times, whether it be again, like work-wise and really putting yourself out there and accomplishing something. And then after you're like, Oh snap, I just did that. Or whether it be in real life, whatever it is. So, um, I really loved that. And I love that she went for it and told us that story. Cause yeah, she does sing in the movie and it's great. Um, but something that really too struck me about that. I know we talked about the whole Hillary Duff thing and mind you, this is coming out about a week after I'm shooting. So I don't know how relevant it will be, but still it's an important conversation, right? Because Hillary Duff just came out with this badass. I think it's women's health magazine where she's nude and she just looks looks so fire. And in the caption, she talks about how putting herself out there like this was the scariest and most vulnerable, but the most rewarding. And like I talked about, um, after my interview with Sophia for pleasure last week, when I did that with playboy, I felt the exact same way. Like the more vulnerable and scared I was, and the more I put myself out there, the more reward and like badass and empowered I felt in the end. And I've already had women reach me being like, Oh, even when I did like my new shoot for fun or my pregnancy shoot or this or that, like even who cares, even if I'm the only one seeing it, like it feels really good. So don't knock it till you try it ladies. I highly recommend, but something about all this, cause I'm going to talk about now, I guess like they're comparing Hillary Duff and Britney Spears going nude on Instagram and what that means for, you know, agency and liberation and women and all of this. But this ties into it because I love what she said about Katie um, Seagal, who is also the star of the film. I think she was a Golden Globe nominee. She's, you know, huge. 
And her story of just like being the boss on set and being like, just, just ask for what you want. Like just ask for it and not even thinking about it. Right. And you know how I asked Alexis about that line of, you know, proving a point and bashing it over the head, like women, women, men, bad. Like I always advocate on the show for the idea that actions speak louder than words, right? Like seeing women be bosses and that speaking for itself and not having to go the extra mile of like, putting men down or ragging on, you know, whatever toxic masculinity, this, that, or the other thing. It's like the Charlie's angels thing. You know, it's like, we see it, we're absorbing it and we're in on the experience. Right. And I love that story because that's what I'm talking about. It's like just doing it. And it's like, think nothing of it and keep it moving. And it's, it seems small, but she's right. It's little things like that, that really add up, I think, and like make a boss, a boss, you know, on the set or not. So going off of that is the Hillary Duff Britney Spears thing, because Britney Spears also now is, you know, she's out of her conservatorship and this girl, she be posting her titties dust till dawn. There is no heart emoji that won't cover, you know, those nipples and that coochie poochie, like it is just all out. Right. And because of that, in contrast to the Hillary Duff, where everyone's like, you're a boss, like go get them. This is fire. People are critiquing, criticizing, making fun of, worried about Britney Spears. Like, is she okay? And I just feel like, why is this hard? Like, why is this a hard concept? Shouldn't it at the end come down to the person? Like, if the person or the woman is liberated, like whether it be Katie Seagal effortlessly asking for something she needs on set or Brittany or Hillary, like posting nudes or posing news, whatever it is. Like if the person themselves feels good and feels empowered by it, who is really anybody else to say? Like, I don't get why this is rock and science. Like, I just don't get why this is hard. So I don't even really know, like, I understand why it's a conversation, but I just don't even know why this is a debate. Like if Britney Spears is feeling good about it, Hillary Duff is feeling good about it. Who cares? Like it really bothers me when people try to dictate other people's feelings, hence cancel me, baby. It's like, please don't dictate what I think, but also how I feel, you know, I've told this story before, but that time when I wore those iconic ripped up Abercrombie jeans, let's not forget and I was sitting next to Morgan Freeman and we're kind of joking about him because he's like, what is going on with those? We're having a good laugh. We're having a good kick out of it. And it got misconstrued as this whole me too thing by people in the room, by this publication, the blast, trying to insinuate that Morgan Freeman was making me feel a type of way and was objectifying me and making me feel a way that I wasn't. And it's this idea. I mean, I ended up writing an op-ed in Playboy debunking it saying, uh, no one's allowed to say how I feel except for me. Like, let's not forget. I didn't feel objectified. I didn't feel it was inappropriate. So who are y'all to dictate? Like, who are y'all spectators, spectators to say, like stay in the bleachers and then have us talking when you decide to do your own boudoir shoot. But until then, like, shush. So it's that idea. I just wanted to address that because I saw that going on in the news. And I felt like the Katie thing, while it was something that was so small, uh, spoke really spoke volumes and spoke to that. It's like, again, I love that idea. Action speak louder and it should really be up to the person, you know, like not you and not Twitter. Sorry. Like, I don't care how, I don't care how many board meetings Elon Musk is in. Like Twitter is not deciding for the actual person. Thanks. 
I also really appreciate how Alexis just went for it when talking about the pressure she puts on herself and the anxieties. Like, I think that this is seriously so huge because we are, you know, I talked in one of my recent episodes about not to be on a somber note, but the rate of teenage girls and young women and their suicide, that's insanity. And while there's so many factors at play, you know, a huge part of it, I believe is this not living in reality and this social media world, really like seeing, you know, whether it be like, I know people joke, but FOMO, fear of missing out or seeing everybody looking flawless and on yachts and looking gorgeous and beautiful and in their bikinis and living the life and like, you know, partying with Calvin Harris, like whatever it is. And it just always makes people, especially impressionable young girls, hell, even me, I'm 31. Well, really 30 because 2020 is void bitch. But do you know what I mean? It will just make us feel like horrible. Like we're missing out or we're not doing enough or people are ahead or, or this or that. So I really appreciated how she was so transparent about that. I think that it's really important because we're seeing like, as I'm going to talk about now and address quickly, which I hinted at with her, you know, the shamelessness of like the influencer, the IG model, like, you know, the role. Um, I think it, it actually is really damaging. And it, it makes me think too, like, how far is it going to go? Like how many people have to inadvertently, you know, get hurt or have, um, you know, be depressed by it or have bad self-image or feel like they're never enough, um, from seeing this all day long. Like when is enough enough? It's kind of what I was saying to her earlier. It's like, when is the genie put back in the bottle? Um, and I'm just, I'm grateful that she went for it because I as well, like somebody who again has accomplished so much, but is not where I want to be, of course. And I talked to you guys about it, of course, like how much like grit and sacrifice um, and the anxieties, you know, and the real hardships. I mean, I don't disclose everything like that will be in my book one day. Like you are all invited to that banger of that book release party, but it is, it's really hard. Um, the lengths that people will go, especially in this business when it looks so glossy. So I really appreciated that because it is like mental gymnastics, 24 seven, you know, and you know, yeah, we tend to like rag on A-listers who look all perfect all the time, but you know, it is helpful when they talk about their mental health and their struggles. It is mental health month. Let's not forget mental health awareness month. And I think that's important because again, I just think it passes off a wrong message to not only young people, but like, well, especially young people and young women. Um, and especially, you know, people who, you know, want to make it and, or have a dream and are pursuing it, you know, it's not, it's not all perfect. There are like dark sides and real issues of it too. So I'm really glad that she brought that to the light, like props to that, because I know like when I hear about even like the Camila Marone story, I, I told earlier, like, it's just, it, it, it's, I feel like it's refreshing and, um, yeah. I like to hear that stuff with that said though, I mean, real struggles. Like this is where my last point I'm getting in, going to get into. And what I talked to her about is like, when is enough enough with celebrities, like showing us how like affluent and awesome their lives are. I mean, real struggles, you know, problems that they have to work through. Not that they broke a nail, 
or their regular on-call manicurist isn't available that day, or Jessica Alba, God forbid, like her party planner is unavailable for the week of her birthday, which I have seen in a string of Instagram posts for like three effing weeks now. Like we get it. You have the most over the top party in a time of inflation, you know, the worst it's been in 40 years that this side of the Mississippi has ever seen. Like we get it. So yeah, let's, let's take problems, right? Let's not take that at face value. Let's like really hone in on when I say, you know, these people have their problems. I mean, actual problems. And that is lastly, what I want to address here, right? What I talked to her about, like, when is enough enough with celebrities showing us too much. I mean, that is the reality of it. Like I can totally appreciate what she's saying, how it kind of like does allow them to be more human in a sense. I mean, how, like, again, this is coming from the girl who literally on the red carpet on like whipped out a selfie stick as my interviewing method on their heads to where they were like, what is happening here? And basically tell me their deepest, darkest secrets. Like we're sitting over dirty martinis. Like that's how human, you know, I wanted to get them. So, you know, but now again, you know, I talk about this on my show, it's gone, especially, I just think the pandemic was too eye-opening, like in a time when too many of us were suffering and even still, like there's so much problem, like the violence, the ongoing divide, the chaos, the culture wars, you know, Ukraine inflation, it's just, it's out of control. And so the pandemic was a huge light shining on that aspect, which is like, these people have the audacity to be showing us their yachts and their parties and their 17 basketball courts and their infinity pools and their chefs and this and that, when we were, you know, striving to make a buck. <laughs> so that's where I talk about again, it's like, all right, when, it, when is enough enough? Like I joked about the Jessica Alba thing and it's like, we get it that you're so rich. I'm not kidding. Every time I go on my Instagram, I see a new thing from this lady of this like way over the top birthday party she had, like may as well have been literally riding a zebra doing back handsprings into this party. Like we get it. And that's to the point where it, it's distasteful because it's like, all right, how much of it is like trying to connect with your fans and be quote human. And how much of it is like, how much attention do you need? Like how, like we get it. It's like, we get that you are so over the top, like privileged and wealthy and living an awesome life. Like what part of like, we, we get it. We, we got it the first time. And it's like over and over go and over, even like with them, with the shameless, like reels and, you know, photos and all this and looking all glossy and flossy. It's kind of like, leave it to the big screen, man. It's like, we get it again. It's like, how much attention and validation do you need? And like, we know this is Hollywood. We're dealing with people who love their ego stroke to a lot of the time are narcissists, but it's really unfortunate because it's like you guys time and time again are, you know, <laughs> failing at the assignment of reading the room. So yeah, study up on that because it's sad, but back to like, again, like the desperation that people will go. And that's the other thing about, I was going to ask her this, if we had enough time, but the idea of trying to make it like back then when the marketplace, it was like gatekeepers, right? Like it was so tough. I mean, I love how she said the 1% because like the 1% of people who actually make it or get cast and that's crazy, but 
in the old days, right? It was like, you had to have like the, you had to get in front of like the agent, the manager to get you in front of the studio to get the show made. Like it was hard that way. And this now it's so hard because it's everyone and their mom and their cat and their fake flowers and their sets of pajamas, you know, has some sort of show, YouTube channel, podcast, you know, whatever it is and is trying to make it. And so it's so oversaturated now. Right. And that's where it's like, do I need to see everybody? every single move or side hustle or grind or this or their fake win or, you know, fake influencer who's really rich, who has, you know, a trust fund, but is pretending to be on the influencer grind. Like, you know, it's a wide, it's like the wild west. It's a wide open market now. And they say like, oh, the people, the market decides and it's a different kind of hard because there's so much now, but that's the other reason it's like number one on the thirsty IG people. It's like, save it for the people who are, you guys are desperate for a whole, I don't know what you're doing over there. Like go back and get lost honestly at Revolve Fest, please. And it's like leave room for the rest of us, you know? And it's that same idea too. I feel like for celebrities, it's like the Jessica Alba's out here because there's so many creative people on social media. When you think about it, it's like there are comedians and actors and screenwriters and And there's so many like talented people out there, but like with all this circus chaos going on with all these clowns, I almost feel like it waters down everybody else and they get lost. And it's like, no, thanks to you guys. Like stay in your lane, stay in your bus lane on your way to Coachella. If you may or may not get in, I really don't give a shit. Jessica Alba, stay in your lane of the party that nobody asked to see. Like I, I, trust me, we will all go on with our days just fine without seeing every nitty gritty. Uh, Like let's like leave it to the real housewives. All right, we got it. Like we were getting our fill every Wednesday night. That's enough for us. That's why I love that she brought up the idea of passion and what this movie explores, like the lengths you will go and what you will do. Like when you have a real passion, you will literally do anything like it gets real cutthroat and ruthless in this bitch. And you know what else it will break and stomp on all over your heart. That's why, whether it be these like celebrities who already get enough attention, like trying to get more on social media or, you know, faux influencers over here who I don't even know what they're doing. Like y'all are a bunch of frauds, like frauds. It's a wild west out there. It's crazy. You know, whether you're in the business or not. And it goes without saying like with this movie, with everything I just said, my little analysis, like it is no wonder we're all clinging on for God forsaken for a little bit of hope. And why the hell? I mean, gee, you wonder why we all may be just a little bit desperate. So here's to you, my desperate ones. I salute you, you know, in some way, shape or form, we are all feeling it and you are not alone. Here you go. Pour one out to the desperate ones.